Hello, and welcome to the Money Marketing Podcast. I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager. And in this week's Weekend Essay Podcast, we have Chief Reporter Lois Vallelee explaining why being single is so expensive. Take it away, Lois. Every so often, I like to reflect on a specific aspect of my life and write about it for Money Marketing. You may have noticed. For this weekend essay, I'm going to talk about being single. After all, we have just had Valentine's Day and I like to be on theme. I don't like Valentine's Day because shops and restaurants use it to up their prices on anything vaguely related to romance, but also because it reminds me I'm not at the point I thought I'd be at this time of my life. If I ever actually start to feel lonely, though, I remember how lonely I felt in the last three months of my relationship. But that's another story and one that I certainly won't be telling here. What I really want to talk about today is money, obviously. I've been single for about two years now, and in that time I've noticed how much more expensive life is. I've always been pretty territorial with my money, which is ironic considering how little of it I have. A well-trailed statement is that in the past it was the man in a heterosexual relationship who looked after the money, and now in many it is the woman. Within my social circles, that's definitely the case. And in my own last relationship, we kept our money separate. And that was at my insistence, despite the fact his salary was twice mine. And don't get me wrong, living as a couple was expensive. We rented a two-bed bungalow with a large garden in a Sussex town that was within convenient commuting distance from both our jobs, as well as London and Brighton. A very expensive area. When we ran out of ideas for meals, we used subscription recipe boxes. We ate out a lot, maxed out on all that the South East had to offer in terms of activities had subscriptions to all the main things, Sky, Netflix, Prime, etc. Went on holiday at least once a year, as well as numerous weekends away, and we weren't exactly sensible with our supermarket shops. Many avocados were purchased. Yet the cost of living together pales in comparison with the cost of living apart. When we first broke up, I went to stay with my parents for what was supposed to be a few months, but turned into more than a year because I simply couldn't afford to move out. When I first started flat hunting in London, I was choosy about the areas I was looking at. Southwest London mostly, Putney, Wimbledon, Richmond, that sort of area. I also wanted to live alone rather than move into a flat share. After a few months of scrolling through endless studio flats, essentially a room smaller than my bedroom in my parents' house, that quadrupled up as a bedroom, kitchen, bathroom and living room, all within the region of £900 a month, I decided I probably needed to be less choosy. By that point, I was looking at anywhere within a 40-mile radius of London and was willing to live with anyone, and I still couldn't afford a place to live. I'm lucky because my sister and her boyfriend came to the rescue and asked if I wanted to move in with them so we could split the rent three ways. It worked out well for everyone because I get to live in an area I wanted to in southwest London, and they get to pay less rent. And we all got on very well. I've never been a person who is actively looking for a relationship but I've heard things don't necessarily get better in terms of the cost of living alone as you get older. Apparently, it's more expensive to retire if you're single. Phoenix Insights has carried out research into how relationship status can affect retirement preparations. The group surveyed UK adults aged between 45 and 54 from across the UK. This age group is known as midlifers, which I like. It found nearly half of this group think it's easier to plan for retirement when you're in a long-term relationship, and only 16% disagree with this. The financial cost of being single can make saving for retirement more difficult. 
particularly for those who live alone and pay living costs, such as rent, mortgage, utilities and food from one income. After all, it's not as though everything halves when you go from two people to one. A one-bedroom flat, for example, isn't half the price of a two-bedroom flat. Figures from the Office for National Statistics found that people who live alone spend on average 92% of their disposable income each month, compared with people in two adult households who spend only 83%. This leaves less money to put towards their long-term savings when they're single. The research also looked at who is regularly saving for retirement and it found 48% of midlifers in a relationship are regularly putting money towards their future retirement income, compared with 37% who are single. Well, having read this research, maybe I should be actively finding a life partner after all. Thanks, Lois, for another Illuminating Weekend essay podcast. We do hope that you enjoyed it. Please do keep up to date with all our new releases via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date with all our new content published on the Money Marketing website, as well as our print edition, Money Marketing Magazine, so make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. See you next time.